Jeremiah chapter 15 and verse number 16. The Bible says, Thy words were found, and I did eat them. Thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of mine heart. For I am called by thy name. Anybody glad for that? O Lord God of hosts, I sat not in the assembly of the mockers, nor rejoiced. I sat alone because of thy hand. For thou hast filled me with indignation. Notice verse number 18. It's our text this morning. Why is my pain perpetual? Here's what I want to preach on today. And my wound incurable, which refuseth to be healed. Wilt thou be altogether unto me as a liar, and as waters that fail? Therefore, thus saith the Lord. I like it when the Lord gets to talking. If thou return, then will I bring thee again. Thou shalt stand before me. And if thou take forth the precious from the vial, thou shalt be as my mouth. Let them return unto thee, but return not thou unto them. I like this. And I will... Make thee unto this people a fenced brazen wall. They shall fight against thee. Hallelujah. But they shall not prevail against thee. For I am with thee to save thee and to deliver thee, saith the Lord. And I will deliver thee out of the hand of the wicked. And I will redeem thee out of the hand of the terrible. I want to preach on this thought this morning to your hearts. I want to preach on wounds. Father, we love you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. God, how unworthy and how undeserving we are. Lord, that you would look beyond our fault and see our need. I thank you for how you've already helped us. Lord, it's been a good day already, been a good service. But Father, in the preaching hour, God, I pray you'd use me one more time. Lord, would you forgive me, cleanse me of sin. God, empty me of any bit of self and ego and pride. God, would you fill me with the Holy Ghost of God. Use me one more time to be a blessing to someone. God, if there's somebody here today that's lost and does not know Christ as their personal Savior, Father, I pray today would be the day that they call upon your precious name. Trust you by faith to be saved. We love you. We're going to go ahead and praise you on credit for what you're going to do today. Lord, thank you for being here. I feel you in this place. Help us today. We'll give you all the glory and the praise. And it's in the name of Jesus and the church said, Amen. Amen. You can be seated this morning. As you and I come to Jeremiah chapter number 15, and as we see the prophet and the preacher Jeremiah, we see that he is in a low and a desperate place in his ministry. We know that Jeremiah was called of God at the height of Israel's rebellion. We know that Israel was divided into two kingdoms, the northern and the southern kingdom. We see that the ministry of Jeremiah, it was focused and he labored specifically in the southern kingdom of Judah. If you study contextually where we are in in the history of the people of God, 
we find that the days had grown dark and wicked. The Bible tells us that that the people of God, they were worshiping God in the temple like everything was okay, but on the outside of the temple, they would worship and they would praise and they would sacrifice to false gods and idols. Some had even adopted the Canaanite practice of child sacrifice. We know that the judgment of God is getting ready to be poured upon His people. But we find in the midst of dark days, in the midst of wicked and perverse times, God called a preacher in Jeremiah. I want to say this morning, He did not call a life coach. Somebody say amen. He did not call a blogger. He did not not appoint a motivational speaker. He didn't even set aside and appoint a politician. God called a preacher. May I stop and say God. Hallelujah. I I feel preach in Oklahoma on a Sunday morning. God called a preacher in dark days to proclaim his word and his precepts. May I stop and say, in this dark day, I know it's wicked, and I know these are some dark days, and I know these are some wicked days, but what still gets the job done in 2023 is the preached, is the proclaimed, is the shared, is the thundered Word of God. God called a preacher in dark days. Jeremiah, he rises to the occasion. We know that Jeremiah... His ministry, it was one that was marked. He's even known as the weeping prophet. His ministry is one marked of tough plowing and weeping and suffering. Forty years he labored and not one convert was one to God. He experienced complete and total rejection from the people. His word was rejected. His warnings were rejected and his God was rejected. Here in chapter number 15, we find the preacher in a broken place. We find Jeremiah in a low place. We see this morning that everybody has turned their back on the prophet Jeremiah. God called and Jeremiah answered. And as Jeremiah proclaimed his word, Jeremiah found there was none that wanted to heed the word of God. None that wanted to obey the warnings of God. And they rejected and they ostracized the preacher Jeremiah want to say this morning that sometimes the will of God will lead us to lonely places. Sometimes the will of God, it will take us to places that require us to be separate, require us to be outcast. Jeremiah's in the will of God. Oh, but he finds that there was a people that was so wicked and so godless that they did not want to heed the word of God. Anybody feel like Jeremiah in the day we live? Oh, He's in a low place. And in verses 16 and 17 of chapter number 15, Jeremiah takes us back to the genesis of his ministry. He reminds the Lord that he went where he told him to go and he said what the Lord wanted him to say and did what the Lord wanted him to do. Yet no one received the words of the prophet. In verse number 17, he tells us that he ended up rejected and alone. I want to say here this morning that it's, it's pretty bad where the preacher finds himself in a place of isolation. I, my heart breaks to think how 
Jeremiah was rejected so, so violently and so severely. It breaks my heart to know he was cast out while right in the middle of the will of God. But it's one thing to be isolated. And it's one thing to be alone. But it's a whole other thing this morning to be wounded and alone. Jeremiah tells us that not only has he been isolated, but Jeremiah says, I've been wounded. It's one thing to just be left alone, but it's a whole other thing to have been wounded. Jeremiah says in verse number 18 that he has suffered a wound and it seems incurable. Somebody might ask, preacher, who wounded Jeremiah? Well, I find it interesting. Jeremiah chapter number 11 and verse number 21. The Bible says that the men of Anathoth, they, they sought for the life of the preacher. Jeremiah, Jeremiah's been faithful. Jeremiah is preaching what God has given him to preach. And the Bible said that the men of Anathoth, they sought for his life. They wanted to take the life of Jeremiah. And I find that interesting. That, that, that village of Anathoth, it's, it's just a few miles outside of Jerusalem. And I find it interesting because when you study Jeremiah, you will find that Jeremiah was from the village of Anathoth. That's where Jeremiah came from. Those are the people that know him best. Those are the men and women that are closest to him. And yet we find the wound that Jeremiah suffered came from those that were closest to him. Can I preach to somebody on a Sunday morning? Anybody live life long enough to find out some of the deepest wounds we suffer in our life come from those that are closest to us. Jeremiah's been wounded. I see the preacher here. And I see him broken before God. And he's saying, Lord, I'm wounded. As I look at your faces this morning, I see many that like Jeremiah, you have been wounded. Some of you have been wounded by a marriage that didn't work out. You thought it would last until the end, but the end came sooner than you ever dreamed. Some of you have been wounded by wayward children. You raised them one day, but they've turned out another way. You've raised them in the house of God, and you raised them around the things of God, but now they want nothing to do with church. They want nothing to do with the Bible, and your heart's been wounded by things that have been done and words that were spoken. Mentally, some of you have been wounded, and every day you wake up, and it's another battle with depression, and your crippling anxiety, and you try and hide behind a smile, trying your best to conceal it. Oh, but on the inside, your heart is hemorrhaging from the wound that you've endured. Some of you have had friends that have walked out on you and you're trying to cope with this new life that seems more like it's a nightmare. And some of you here this morning, you've had to walk by a casket recently and you've had to bury somebody you love, somebody you adored, somebody you cherished, and you had to watch them be lowered and planted six feet into the ground. And now you look at the kitchen chair where they used to sin and you're reminded that they're gone from here and, and your heart it has been wounded. Maybe there's some mamas and daddies in here today that, that you got the precious news the exciting news. You was going to have a baby and you painted walls and you put together rocking chairs and you were so excited at that news and then that doctor's appointment came where they told you they can't find a heartbeat and that baby you were so excited to have now, now he's passed away and gone on to be with the Lord and 
your heart has been wounded. Some of you, you've been abused. Somebody's put their hands on you. You've been hurt. Your heart's been wounded. You've been cut. Some people that were closest to you, they hurt you and wounded you. I'm wondering, am I talking to anybody here this morning that like Jeremiah, you love God. You're faithful to God. You serve God. You love His Bible. You love His people. You love His church. You're glad and you rejoice at the songs of God. You're thrilled to know you're a child of the King, but you've been wounded this morning. I want to say this morning that just because we're in the family, it does not exempt us from wounds. I'm looking at faces here today that some of us have been deeply wounded. Some of us have been abused and hurt. Like Jeremiah, we've been wounded. Notice what Jeremiah says about the wound in verse number 18. He said, why is my pain perpetual? That word perpetual means this. Jeremiah is saying the wound is so bad that the pain is perpetual. That word, it means abounding. That word, it it means it's constant. It remains always. Jeremiah is saying that there's not a moment that Jeremiah lives. He's not feeling the pain from that wound. Some of you today, you've been wounded in such a deep way that the pain is, is constant and it's always abounding. You try and play with your kids, but while you're there, you're really not there because your mind is consumed with the pain from that wound. You try to enjoy your hobbies that you used to love but your mind can't even take pleasure in what you used to enjoy because of the pain from that wound. Some of you used to lift hands and worship. Some of you used to say amen. Some of you used to praise the Lord. Some of you used to give God glory and some of you used to devote your life to the things and and the purpose of God but you've been wounded and now you don't find your singing like you used to sing you don't worship like you used to worship you try to lift hands but then instantly your heart is reminded of that perpetual pain Jeremiah was wounded so bad the pain was abounding wonder this morning there's some here that used to serve in some capacity but you've been wounded and broken and now you feel those days are behind you Jeremiah says the wound is so deep that the pain is perpetual. But I find more despairingly than that. Notice the place that Jeremiah has arrived as a result of his wounding. Look at verse number 18. He said, why is my pain perpetual? And my wound incurable, which refuseth to be healed. Here's what Jeremiah said. Wilt thou be altogether unto me as a liar? And as waters that fail. Notice the place that Jeremiah has arrived as a result of the wound. You know what Jeremiah is saying here in verse number 18? He's saying, God, I've been wounded so deeply and here's the place it's brought me. Jeremiah is saying, God, you seem as a brook that has run dry. You seem as a stream that at once gave that life-giving flow. But now, God, you seem like a creek, like a stream that has dried up. He's saying, God, you were supposed to be faithful. But God, you lied to me. God, you were supposed to answer the prayer the way I wanted it to be answered. But God, you seem unfaithful. God, your goodness seems far away. God, you you should have been there. You should have been present. This is not the way it's supposed to have been. 
I'm just going to be real here this morning. Now, now we may not say amen and we may not shout over it, but there are some wounds that cut so deep in our life that yes, it brings us to a place where we might even question the goodness and the faithfulness of God. You say, preacher, was what Jeremiah said right? No, ma'am, no, sir, it wasn't right. But there's some wounds that, that cut us so deep that it takes us to a place, if we aren't careful, that like Jeremiah, we'll say, God, you were supposed to be faithful. God, this is not the way he was supposed to have been. He's been wounded, and it's brought him to a place where he's questioning the goodness of God. I see Jeremiah here, he was in the will of God, but it wounded him. He was faithful to God, but it did not exempt him from wounds. Jeremiah feels that this is a wound that can never be helped and he can never get over. And Jeremiah has been brought to a place where he feels the Lord has been unfaithful. Anybody here this morning live life long enough to understand what the preacher's saying and that wounds sometimes will bring us to dark places. But this morning, I'm glad on a Sunday morning, on a pretty spring day, right here in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, I've come with a word for the wounded. You see, there's something I'd like to say to Brother Jeremiah. Brother Jeremiah, I know you've been wounded and I know you've been deeply hurt and cut. I know you're in the will of God and it brought you to a wounding season. But there's a question I'd like to ask the preacher. Jeremiah, I know you've been wounded, but are you still breathing? Jeremiah, I know you've been cut, but I'd like to ask you, preacher, you're still here, aren't you? (laughs) Jeremiah, I know you've been hurt, and I know you thought this wound would end your life, but still looks like you're breathing to me, preacher. Oh, I've come to tell somebody here this morning, I know you've been wounded, and I know you've been hurt, and I, and I know life has not turned out the way you thought it would. I know there were wounds that came from places you never thought they would ever come from. But I'd like to stop and tell you, on a Sunday morning, we may have been wounded, but by the, hallelujah, by the grace of God, you're still here on a Sunday morning. Hey, hell said that after your wounding, you'd give up and you'd throw in the towel. Hell said, like they told Job, you'll curse God and die after the wounding. But somebody ought to shout loud enough for the devil to hear you on a Sunday morning and say, I may have been hurt. Oh, yes, the wounding came. And yes, I was wounded deeply. And yes, it hurts. And yes, it came from a place I never dreamed it come from. But somebody ought to bless the name of the Lord that by His grace, we're still here, still lifting holy hands. We're still singing His name. We're still blessing His name. We're still here with a Bible in our lap and Jesus in our heart. We ought to bless the name of God that though we have been wounded, we're still breathing, still saved, still a child of the King. I've still been justified. I've still been set apart. I'm still walking with Him. I'm still serving Him. We ought to thank God that we're still here this morning. Jeremiah, you were wounded, but preacher, you're still breathing. (laughs) I know in this building represents deep wounds that I know nothing of. But I'd like to remind you the devil thought the wound would kill you. 
But I want to ask, anybody want to tell the devil, I'm still here? <laughs> I'm still walking, still breathing, still praising, still singing, still worshiping. Not saying it hasn't hurt, not saying it hasn't been rough and tough. But by the grace of God, even after the wounding, there, hallelujah, I, I, there's still a reason to bless his name. There's still a reason to lift holy hands. I'm still here. Though I've been wounded, I'm still here serving Jesus. Bless his holy name like to tell someone here this morning, would you listen? There is life after the wound. Some of you think you'll never get over the hurt that was put on you. You'll never get over what was said, what was done about you. Oh, you'll never be able to worship without the pain of that wound. I want to say this morning, that is a lie from the pits of hell. There is life after the wound. There is blessing after the wounding. There is favor after the breaking. There is joy on the other side of the wound. There is peace on the other side of the wound. There is singing on the other side of the wound. There is purpose and strength on the other side of the wound. We ought to bless the name of God. That hell said it'd kill us, but we're still here. Hallelujah. Can I give you some deep preaching this morning? Did you know that dead people don't feel the pain from wounds? You know why? Because they're dead. Somebody say that's profound. Hallelujah. We ought to thank God that though we've been wounded, still here. Can I, can I give you something? This morning, some folk went through a divorce too. And they ended up backslid and shipwrecked and out of fellowship with God. But you're still here. <laughs> some folk got hurt in church too. And they ended up calloused and bitter and jaded. They've not been back since. But you're still here. <laughs> some folk buried loved ones too. And some folk walked by caskets too. They got mad at God. But you're still here this morning. Jeremiah, I know you've been wounded, preacher. But you're still breathing. We ought to thank God that we're still here. Can I give you my outline quickly? I promise I, I, I'm running to that fried catfish. Hallelujah. <laughs> I, I find this interesting, brother, brother Brad. Let me give you this quickly. I, when I first started studying this text and studying this thought, I tell you what I wanted the Lord to say. I remember reading this. Jeremiah says, God, I've been wounded. You know, what I, you know what I wanted God to say? I wanted God to say, behold, preacher, I have come with healing. And I'm going to heal that wound that hurts and that seems it's never going to be. God, I wanted the Lord to say, Jeremiah, I've come to heal the wound. But did you read the response of the Lord? I find it interesting that God does not say one thing about healing in his response to Jeremiah. So preach, I don't, I don't believe you. Well, let's read it. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, if thou return, then will I bring thee again, and thou shalt stand before me. And if thou take forth the precious from the vial, thou shalt be as my mouth. Let them return unto thee, but return not thou unto them. And I will make thee unto this people a fenced brazen wall. They shall fight against thee, but they shall not prevail against thee. For I am with thee to save thee and to deliver thee, saith the Lord. And I will deliver thee out of the hand of the wicked, and I will redeem thee out of the hand of the terrible. Show me where the Lord said he was going to heal Jeremiah's wound. You don't read it, do you? It's not one word about healing in the response 
of God to Jeremiah. And you know what the Lord, the Lord spoke to my heart. Here's what he said. I believe this. I believe some wounds are so deep. Listen to me. That on this side of eternity, it probably never will be healed all the way. There are some wounds. Some, I'm preaching to some real people this morning. Y'all, y'all to help the preacher. Anybody live life and endure, endure some wounds? Anybody live life long enough to have experienced some wounds? There are some wounds so deep that on this side of eternity, probably never will be healed all the way. Some people have buried children. That's a wound that will never heal all the way. Some people had somebody walk out on them that you never dreamed would walk. That's a wound that may never heal all the way. God never says anything about healing. But you know what the Lord says a whole lot about? The Lord says a whole lot about helping Jeremiah with his wound. (laughs) The Lord has much to say about helping. Bless His holy name. The Lord says, I've got a whole lot of help for the wound. Anybody want to say on this Sunday morning that yes, there is coming a day. Hallelujah. When corruption puts on incorruption and mortality puts on immortality and I will be healed of all the wounds I've endured in this life. But until that day comes, somebody ought to testify this morning that had it not been for the grace and help of God, we would have done lost our mind because of the wound. But aren't you glad there is a God that the psalmist said is a very present help in a time of trouble. There's some, wound, there's some wounds that on this side, they, they just ain't going to heal all the way. But aren't you glad we've got a God that will help us with the wounds of life? Let me give you three things and I'm done. I promise. Say, preacher, where's the help that God promises Jeremiah? Number one, notice the returning purpose. Notice the returning purpose. Verse number 19. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, if thou return, then will I bring thee again. God says this. God says, Jeremiah, if you want me to help you with the wound, you'll have to go back to the place I called you to be. God says, Jeremiah, I have a work for you to do. And just because you've been wounded, it does not mean the purpose I breathed in your life has been annulled or done away with. I know you've been wounded, but you've got to return back to the purpose I have for you. Notice the contingent action. He says this. He said if, if thou return Jeremiah, I want to help you, but I can't help you if all you do is sit around and sulk that someone wounded you. Notice the continued service. He says bring thee again if thou return then will I bring thee again. Jeremiah, I am the God of again. I can use you again. I can restore and renew and revive you again. I know you've been wounded and I know you feel like quitting and I know you feel like stopping and sitting back and coasting because of the wound. But Jeremiah, I'm the God of again. Oh, I'd like to tell someone here this morning, you may feel like God's done with you because of the wound. I came to tell you, God can use you again. God can breathe on you again. God can restore you again. God can help you again. Just because you've been wounded, it does not mean he does not have a purpose for your life. 
Oh, the contingent action, the continued service. Notice the constant defender. Would you look at our verse? If thou return, then will I bring thee again, and thou shalt stand before me. You know what God said, Brother Bradley? I want you to go back to the people. I want you to go back to the place I called you to be. And this is what the Lord said. Jeremiah, you will stand before me. Jeremiah's got his face to the people. And the Lord said, you're going to stand before me. You know what that tells me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God has got the back of Jeremiah. Hallelujah. If Jeremiah is standing before the Lord, facing the people he's a preaching to, that must mean the Lord's got his back. Aren't you glad on a Sunday morning that even though we've been wounded and even though we've been hurt and even though we've been cut, there's a God that still has our back. Constant defender. Hallelujah. Oh, bless his holy name. Jeremiah, I've got your back, friend. Go live in the purpose I have for your life. I see a returning purpose. Secondly, notice a recounting of the precious. A recounting of the precious. Would you look at verse number 19? He said, if thou return, then will I bring thee again. And shalt stand before me. And if thou take forth the precious from the vow. Did y'all see that? If thou take forth the precious from the vow. I was stuck on that phrase for some time, Brother Bradley. The Lord here gives Jeremiah an option that's been real big in my heart the last several months. You know what the Lord is saying? The Lord said, take the precious from the vile. You know what the Lord is saying here to a wounded Jeremiah? Are you listening? Jeremiah says you can can either dwell on the vile nature of your wounding season. Or you can take inventory of this time and moment and instead of dwelling on the vile nature of your wounding, you can take the precious from the vile. You know what the Lord is saying? The Lord is saying, Jeremiah, don't dwell on all the vile things that have happened in your wounding. You ought to stand, hallelujah. You ought to stand back and realize That even though you've been wounded, I've still been doing some precious things. I've been doing some precious things in the wounding. Let me say it like this this morning. Anybody on a Sunday morning served God long enough and have experienced enough wounds to know that it's often that God does His most precious and profound work in our lives in the wounding season. Anybody found that it's in the valleys of life that God does His precious work? Brother, I, I, I have seen the, faith, the proved faithfulness of God not on the mountaintops, but I've seen it in the valleys. I've seen God do His precious work not so much when times are good, but when I've been wounded, the Lord's doing some precious things. Anybody on a Sunday morning want to give Him praise for the precious things He taught you in the wounding? Jeremiah, you can take the precious from the vow or you can just dwell on the vow. 
It's like what Peter said in 1 Peter chapter number 1 and verse number 7. That the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. You see, some of you have been wounded. Some of us have been wounded. But right now on a Sunday morning, maybe the Lord wants us to stop for just a moment and do some inventory of the wounding seasons of our life and realize... The precious truths that we know about our God came from the wounding. Some of you never would have learned to trust the Lord had you never been wounded. Some of you never would have understood the depths of His faithfulness and the sufficiency of His grace had you not walked through that wounding season. Some of you never would have found out He really is a present help. He really is Jehovah Jireh. He really is on time every time. He really is a great physician. He really is the bomb of Gilead. It was in the wounding seasons of life we learned some precious things about our God. Lastly, and I'm done. Be a good morning for some of us to bow the knee and say, Lord, I didn't understand it, nor did I see it at the time. But thank you not for the wounding. Thank you for what you taught me in the wounding. Lastly, and I'm done. Notice the remaining promise. The remaining promise. We see the returning purpose, the recounting of the precious. Notice the remaining promise. Look at verse number 20. And I will make thee unto this people a fenced brazen wall. They shall fight against thee, but they shall not prevail against thee. For I am with thee. Somebody say amen right there. To save thee and to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Now I will deliver thee out of the hand of the wicked. And I will redeem thee out of the hand of the terrible. Now this is interesting to me. Maybe tonight, maybe this morning rather, would the piano player come and help me? I'm done. I find it interesting that that God makes these wonderful statements to Jeremiah. These wonderful promises. He said, I will. There's words like, shall. I am with thee. I will deliver thee. I will redeem thee out of the hand of the wicked. Those are promises given from God, are they not? I find it interesting that as you study the book of Jeremiah, you know what you'll find? This is not the first time God has made these promises to Jeremiah. Go go with me. Go back to Jeremiah chapter number 1 and verse number 18. Jeremiah chapter number 1 and verse number 18. I'm talking about a remaining promise. Jeremiah chapter number 1 and verse number 18 This is what God said. God has called Jeremiah. He's breathed purpose into the life of Jeremiah. He's called Jeremiah to this work. And here's what the Lord said. For behold, I have made thee this day a defensed city, and an iron pillar, and brazen walls against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, against the princes thereof, against the priests thereof, and against the people of the land, and they shall fight against thee, but they shall not prevail against thee. For I am with thee, saith the Lord, to deliver thee. That's the same promise that God gives Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter number 15. You know what? 
what the Lord was doing. He was reminding Jeremiah that just because you have been wounded and I know you feel like it's time to quit, lay your armor down, fade off into the background. I know you feel like it's time to just throw it all away. But Jeremiah, the promise I made you before you were wounded, it is still good in and after the wounding seasons of life. You know what God was saying? God was saying, Jeremiah, I haven't went back on my promise I gave to you. Jeremiah, the promise I made to you then, it's still good now. Some some of us here this morning, you're like, Jeremiah, and the wounding has caused you to question the Lord. Can I go ahead and remind you? The promises God gave you then, the promises God put in your heart before your wounding, they still remain. Maybe some of us needed reminded this morning that His promises remain. And His promises are true. And though we've been wounded, it has not annulled the promises of God. Some of you needed reminded this morning that yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me. Thy rod and Thy staff, they come for me. That prepares the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. Hallelujah. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall. That's a promise, ain't it? Shall follow me all the days of my life. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Some of you needed reminded of the promise that he'll never leave us. And he'll never forsake us. And I know right now in your wound you feel like the promises of God are done away with. But just because you've been wounded, hallelujah, there's still a promise that remains. Some of you needed reminded that though we've been cast down, we will not be destroyed. Some of you needed reminded here this morning that right now you feel the pain from that wound. But let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house of many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go away to prepare a place for you. I'll come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. Maybe you just needed reminded, hallelujah, of the promise that there is a God that will stand with you unto the end of the world. And the wound has not done away with the promise God reminds him of the promise that he made all the way in the back the beginning of his ministry and he says Jeremiah what I promised you then it's still good now